Welcome back, everybody. I hope you guys all had a great weekend, because you know I did. Did anyone else notice that the sun was brighter, the food tasted better, the grass was greener? I think this is what the 90s felt like, and I could get used to this. And that is why we're all so happy, because Scott Frost's offense finally came forward. Just an absolute kick in the nuts, not for us, but for Northwestern fans. Maybe they know what, they can now feel what we have felt over the last couple of years, because it was a slaughtering. One play into the game, we knew the game was over. I told my dad in a text him earlier in the week, I said, if we put up 14 points this week, we win this game. That was laughable. They put 14 points up in the first five minutes of the game. Adrian had three rushing touchdowns in the first quarter, everybody. In the first quarter. It was over. One play into the game, it was over. Let's go over the little overview. 56-7. to Defense still was, still was great. They had a couple slip-ups, still what we're doing. We just keep building and building. We keep building momentum over this year, right when we need to be, right before we hit the hard part of our schedule. This is what Scott said in his press conference. This is what the team should look like. I could get used to this team. I don't know about you guys. But let's get into the overview right away. Nebraska, we had 657 total yards to their 293. Passing, we didn't need to pass the ball today. I mean, we did. Adrian had he missed some throws, but he had some great throws, especially to Torrey in the back of the end zone. But 230 passing yards for us. Not, like, amazing, but it was consistent. Uh, they had 256. That means that they had 37 rushing yards, people. The Blackshirts are way back. I told you last week, I have told you last week, I told you over and over again that we're back. We're going in the right direction. And they gave up 37 rushing yards. And half of them, at one point in the third quarter, they had minus two rushing yards. But then we, we started playing new people in the offensive line, or in the defensive line. We started bringing in backups because we were up by so much. But even all of our backups looked like they were like playing their asses off. It's exactly what the program needs. We need to continue to build our defense while maintaining our backups and make sure that they're still building off the success of the starters. But the real big thing, everybody, 427 rushing yards that we had. We were running the ball. They couldn't stop us. Our O-line, hell, you can put me back there and I'd run for 100 yards with our, how well our O-line played. It was fantastic. We averaged 8.9 yards per carry. Isn't that ridiculous? Ridiculous. It was fantastic. Nebraska, we had 27 first downs. They had 17. Third downs, we were 5 for 9. They were 5 for 14. Fourth downs, 1 for 2. And I remember we only didn't get the last one. We were kind of hurrying up. I didn't really think we were at midfield. I don't know why we were going to go for it because it was just after our defense gave up that one touchdown. We are like, they could have some momentum here. And it was a dumb play call. But it didn't matter because our defense stepped up anyways. And that's what we need to like build off of with our offense. we got to trust our defense. And so far, Scott has really shown that he trusts our defense. He wants to see us out there on fourth down because he knows that our defense can back it up. And that's what we need to be successful. They were one for three on fourth downs. Total plays, we had 74. They had 66. We had one punt, people. One. They had six. I think this might be the first game... And the penalties that the other team had more penalties than us. And I, I don't know, 10 years? Four penalties, 19 yards. 
But zero penalties in the first half. Zero. So all four came in the second. And I know the starting line did not give up a single false start penalty. But then at the very end when we were making substitutions, new people were playing, we had a couple. But they had six penalties for 53 yards. We had zero uh, fumbles, had two. Zero interceptions, zero interceptions for them. But we could have had two. I know Reimer, he's got to catch that those balls. One of them was a little iffy. One of them was like if I threw a ball up in the air and it was about two feet in front of him, he could have a little dove and caught it. But it doesn't matter because he's still making plays for us. But if he gets some little sticky, I mean, get some better gloves out there, Reimer. You'd be fantastic. Two picks would, would have been amazing. Total time of possession, 34 minutes and five seconds. They had 25 minutes, 55 seconds. So we held the ball 10 minutes longer than them. But early, I mean, our offense had the ball majority of the time out there. Like We got to see our offense more and more instead of seeing our defense slow down in the fourth, third and fourth, even though they haven't been. But we don't even give them a chance to because our offense is out there having long drives, the triple options, we're running the ball. This is what Scott wanted to bring here. And it's just showed. It showed how well it could work if everything goes together. And I'm, I know I'm a Nebraska fan. We all know it. Like I, I wasn't ready. I was like, we go up 21-0 in the first quarter. Everyone's jumping around me. They're like, yes, we're Nebraska going to win a game. But I know I'm a true fan that 21 points is not enough for us from the last 10 years, 15 years. We know how to choke some football games. So that's why they came down and scored. It's 21-7. I'm like, oh, no. We kicked the ball back to them. They could score here and get this momentum. I was like, we got to score here. And we marched down the field. And I mean marched down the field 28-7, never close besides, I mean, after that. Never had a like, feeling that they were going to even remotely come back. And that's what it is. That's what we need. Scott is out here doing what he's doing. He said he was going to do. It took time. But there's no way. If you've watched this Nebraska team now, there's no way that you can be like, well, they're, not, they're not heading in the right direction. We're heading – in the direction that we all want to get back to. And yes, it's taking time, and we still need to take time. But Michigan will be a huge game stepping stone. If we build off our success and still play great defense in the offense and it's another close game, even if we lose, it's still building success. But one part of our success is our offense. And here, I got some stats for you right here. 56 points. That is the most we've scored since uh, 2003 against South Dakota, and we scored 59. And that was against South Dakota. We did this against a, the, the reigning Big Ten West champs, Northwestern. Murdered him. Out the gate, boom, a couple plays go our way. Right away, the Torre made a great catch, come back, almost a pick. But it could have been picked, but it wasn't. And that, that's what we needed. Boom. March on play, two plays later, touchdown. That's what we need. Seven rushing touchdowns. Most in the Big Ten game that we've played. It's from coming to the Big Ten, the most we've had. Adrian had thir- three in the first. It was awesome. Just an absolute ass-whooping. And it was fantastic. Most points Northwestern has given up since 2005 against Arizona State. 2005. 16 years ago. They haven't given up that many points that long. And it looked easy. Because it was. That's what our offense looks like. Because everything's clicking. And no stupid penalties. Nothing like that. That's what we got to build on. If we have to be boring like Iowa... See how well it works? They don't have to. They don't make mistakes. That's what we need to get to, and that's how good we will play. Adrian Martinez, 11 for 17, 202 yards, one TD, 
a 95.4 QBR rating. And I have a stat for anyone that's really still doubting Adrian Martinez. He is ranked the 8th best QB in the NCAA in QBR. 8th. And people are still doubting him. Uh, yes, he, I know he made some bad he made some throws over the middle that he could have got some more big yards, but he overthrew him or underthrew him a little bit. But still, he's proving why he's the starting quarterback. He's proving that he's top two quarterbacks in the Big Ten. No one else can run like him and pass like him. He cannot. Or like Fitzpatrick said he didn't want this. He's glad this year is Adrian's last year because he's tired of game planning for him. This is what he's doing to coaches, Lincoln Riley and Fitzpatrick. They're realizing how hard it is to play against him. He's eighth in the NCAA. He had eight carries, 50 yards, three rushing touchdowns, all coming in the first. And his long was that absolutely beautiful, beautiful speed option where he, that little fake, untouched in the end zone, 25 yards. That was probably one of the most beautiful plays I've ever seen in my life. And if that's what it is, like when the option game is good, I cannot wait to see more of that because they have no idea where he was going. They had no idea. If we could pitch it for 10 yards, he keeps it for 25. That is what we want. That's what we wanted to build off. But everyone's probably waiting for me to talk about him. You yant, stop, yant. Print the shirts, everybody. This is the guy. Scott said he did not play him because he came over 25 pounds overweight. And he stuck to his word. So like that shows how he wants him to get down. He said he got down to like 220 or something, they said. And look what he did. He was carrying people. Carrying people. They could not bring him down. They need seven guys to bring down a hard-nosed offense like they always say, the defense they always are. He was carrying them. 13 carries, 127 yards, 64 for his long. I feel bad that he didn't get a touchdown because he got us down there plenty of times. But Big Boy needed to get out because he was absolutely carrying the run game. They could not touch him. Amir Johnson. A little sneaky game from him. Not a lot. Everyone was focused on Yant, but Ramir Johnson's 12 carries, 74 yards, and two TDs. His long was 23, but he's also he's just a hard runner. He's got the speed behind him. He's not very big, like you see, but he's hard runner. It's not like he's a big power back, but when you tackle him, you're gonna feel it. You're gonna feel it hard with him. So, and I know the last podcast I said not running back by carries or like by committee. But if they can switch this up and like we have two guys that we can rely on, if we have a guy that works all his way down the field but he's tired, but we bring in another guy that's almost at the same level but barely, but if you keep switching them, it's going to work. I just don't want if marching down the field, they cold carries, and then for some reason we bring somebody out and then we push someone right back in that hasn't had a carry in about three games for a run up the middle for two yards. If that's what it is, I don't want it. But if it's a running back by committee that you actually – strategize, you know how to use them, I'm all for it. But the, also, we saw Logan Smothers and Matt Masker run the ball. Yes, they look good. They both look like good in the pocket. I know they didn't get to throw a lot, but Logan had four carries for 20 yards, and he looked smooth. He had a couple option plays that he looked good. So future is good, but Matt Masker had one, one carry for 13 yards, and he lowered his shoulder into a poor safety and put him in the ground. So this is what we want. Like I was saying earlier with the defense, so you build on the backups. If we're all solid throughout the lineup, 
That's what the 90s was. It was solid, solid, solid. I'm very happy with Adrian, but I like the future with our quarter, other quarterbacks too. But to finish up with the running backs or the running side of the game, Xavier Betts. That little flip to him, start the second half for us. Boom, one play for 85 yards, one touchdown. Untouched. You have not seen speed on the sideline for that Nebraska team for a while, and that was just straight-up speed. He outran everybody. No one was even close to him, and that's what we want. The playmakers. That was a huge boost for us just to come out and be like, can we keep this going? No question we kept it going. Steph, we got to see him come in for a little bit, five carries for 29 yards. Sevian Morrison, he five carries for 26 yards, So and then one touchdown. So that's what we're saying, like, to get the running backs – going let them have like have their carries let them prove themselves but Ramir Johnson and Yant now now those look like our running backs that we can stick with especially with this Michigan team offense or defense coming forward who's supposed to be pretty good against the run but I don't know I think we're hitting them right at the perfect stride and we can pound on them pound on them they haven't played an offense like ours but so now we got the receptions so like I said we didn't throw the ball a lot but Torre Number one play, 70 yards right out the gap. Boom. 70 yards, great catch, great run out of the ball. And then he also got one more for a touchdown in the, in the second half. So it was 108 yards, one TD. And that's what we want. But the best thing is, like, when I read through these stats, like, yeah, there's not a lot of receptions, but yards. But the thing that you want to know is how well they moved with the ball after they caught it. Like, I was making jokes to my family throughout the year, and it's like, we're the – I don't know what it is, but right when we catch the ball, we fall down. Just I don't know what it is wide receivers. We don't really make moves after the play or run after the play. But it felt like this game changed. Like they realized, like I must have been the beautiful, beautiful light show in the end of the third quarter, the fans, homecoming. That's what we wanted. But something clicked with our wide receivers to move without the, after the catch. So Omar Manning had one uh, catch for 28 yards, and he had, it was, looked explosive. Betts, as long as with his run, but he had two catches for 18 yards. Falk came in. Falk, I don't know what about him. I love what he reminds me of Jordan Westerkamp catching the ball because whenever he catches it, he's going to get leveled right after it. And I, but he holds on to the ball, and that's what we want out of our wide receivers. So it's two catches for 25 yards. And Oliver Martin, first game back for him since Illinois, and two catches, 18 yards, and he was catching punts for us. He made a couple great catches on the punts, no problems with that, but maybe a little bit more, like I think we were easing him back in this game. So hopefully he kind of comes up like with our four core wide receivers, like so we keep throwing him the ball because he'd be a nice playmaker for us. But that our offense, that it was exactly what we, Scott said it was supposed to look like. But in his uh, Monday report, or his Monday meeting, what he said, he said he gave that a 6 out of 10 stars. If that's a 6 out of 10, I can't wait to see a 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. But I love how Frost isn't being, oh, yeah, we did this. This is all of us. He's keeping the team on like on pace to get better and better. He doesn't want to get like, satisfactory. It's like it's kind of like Saban. Like, I don't really like Saban as much. He overreacts on crazy things. Like They're up by 30, and he's mad at players for like a stupid like dropping a pass or dropping an interception. He's getting mad at that like that. I don't want that. But I don't want them to let our team get lazadate or just like not very happy or sad out there. Like they, he's controlling their emotions, and that's what I want to see, and that's what we need to see. But 
the black shirts, baby. And I know I said I called and said it last weekend. I was like, they stuck with it. The black shirts are back in Lincoln. They are. 62 tackles, four sacks, seven tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, three QB hurries. 37 rushing yards given up, 293 total yards, 256 passing, and one TD in the first quarter. And it happened in the first. They didn't even come close. They came close to it. But our Big Ten co-player of the week just announced JoJo Doman blew up a play on the goal line, forced a fumble, ball back. After that, they didn't come close to scoring again. And that he was untouched. He blew that play up, crushed him, and forced that fumble. That was huge. That's what Scott wants us to do is to force more turnovers. So it was huge for JoJo. Huge selection as Big Ten co-player of the year or of the week. Nine tackles. He had eight solo tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss, forced two fumbles. They recovered one, or we recovered one. They recovered it again. The Northwestern did. But he's just everywhere. He's just everywhere. He's got the name for it, JoJo Doman. Beautiful name for it. So excited when he makes plays, and he's just one of the three guys that I think that is everywhere on the field. And that's JoJo, Reimer, and Heinrich. I don't know. we got to come up with a name with these three because they are everywhere. It's area. It's like it's area 51 out there. You can't get anything out there. They're covering. They cover. They can tackle an open field. They can. Uh, they force fumbles. They force turnovers. They blow up the run game. They blow up the passing game. They're everywhere. And they're quarterback's line of vision. But JoJo just played unbelievable. It must have been the music pumping through Memorial Stadium because he was all over the place. Newsom, I thought Newsom played really well. I think he was underrated a little bit. Uh, he had five tackles, all solo tackles. Like just great coverage all game. Just great coverage. Like I know, I know uh, Cam Taylor Britt had a couple mistakes on the touchdown pass, and like he wasn't covering. But Newsom, he was covering his wide receiver. I don't think they remotely came close to him because he was just all over the place. And he had a couple great tackles on the sideline. It was very nice. But I think he was just a little quiet, under-the-radar player that they didn't really notice, but I thought he had great coverage the entire game. Reimer, he had five tackles. He had a QB hurry, great coverage. But Reimer, like I said, you got to get those gloves checked, man. One of them, he was jumping just out of stride, so I understand one, but one of them was a clear pick for him, and I just want you to get more picks, Reimer. I need you to get more picks. You're a hell of a player. Heinrich, four tackles, all solo, one pass deflection. I don't know what it is, but he wears like the 90s uniforms. He got You can see his belly coming out. He just looks like he's always dirty out there. He looks like a player that you don't want to run towards. He's cleaning up tackles. He's helping tackles. He's helping read the defense. We're still like those soft covers. He's designing them backwards, like pushing. He's like directing. He's like the, like the orchestrator out there, just telling everywhere where to go. He's cleaning up. He's got the uh, like shoulder, the, the elbow brace. He looks scary out. And he is scary out there because our defense is scary. And then everybody's favorite, Garrett Nelson. Two tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss. He is probably the most fun player to watch that I've seen in a long time. Since probably, for me, Eric Martin. But Nelson, his celebration where he got on the knee and fake played the guitar, oh, that fired me up. He's a heck of a player. And I think he's just, it's shown Somebody played, he used to make stupid mistakes, but now he doesn't make those mistakes. He just explodes offensive lines. He's got so much fire, so much. He's literally 
built to be a black shirt, and I cannot wait to continue to watch him. And uh, the last, we had four sacks. The last other sack was uh, Caleb Tanner. He had a great sack, too. It's The whole offense is, the defense was clicking, and I think there was at some points where they could have unraveled, and they said the bend don't break. That's what we do. Like, we don't give up big plays, but we gave it that big touchdown. And at half, Scott was pissed, which I love. And he went in there, and he said he reamed the defense. Adrian put the ball on the ground, so he wasn't too happy with that. And they come out, and they play even better. I didn't, defense in the second half, flawless. They played great. The black shirts are back, and if you don't think it, I don't know what game you're watching. I really don't. Everyone's noticed it. They're giving us primetime games at night. I'm sick and tired of playing at 11. I know everyone is. I'm here. It's 9 here in Arizona. I don't want to wake up at 8 and watch our game. I want to build up. I want to go golf. I want to go have a good time before I watch my Cornhuskers play, and that's what we're doing. ABC, Michigan. Michigan's coming to town. I know we got bad taste in our mouth because every time we play Michigan, we never play good. We give up a ton of points, but not this year. Not this year. Not this year. It's getting a pivotal game for us. We will win this game. We will, and I'm putting it out there. And if we don't, you can stop listening, but you probably won't because you'll miss my voice. But moving on, offensive line, they really showed up. They did. Credit. I bashed our O-line coach last week. I bashed him. But he stepped up. He did exactly what a good coach needs to do. He switched it up. We had freshmen. I'm going to butcher some names here, people. But uh, freshman uh, Teddy Prasaska, he played great. They switched him around. He's a freshman, and that's going to be huge for us building on it. Sophomore Norden Nodali, or Noali, sophomore, played fantastic. Freshman Turner Cockrell, Swift. He switched to right tackle for us, and he was great. And if you don't really believe it, I'm sorry for butchering those names, people. I'll get better at that. But um, 434 rushing yards that we put up. It's because of them. We had so many holes that they built for us, the running backs, that they could pick to go left or right. And that's what it is. The pipeline. We need the pipeline, the black shirts, and we'll be good. And so far, if they play like that against this good Michigan defense, or even half of it in our offense still plays, but our defense carries us, that's what we want. So no false starts by our starting O-line. Starting O-line, no false starts, which is almost damn near amazing of what they did for the previous games this year. To change around that quickly, to hear all the people being like, oh my God, stupid penalties, ESPN, ABC, everyone's talking about all these huge programs are talking about stupid mistakes, Stupid penalties by the O-line. They shut them up real quick. No penalties in the first half. I thought hell froze over. And then, of course, right when they say no penalties, about two plays later we get a penalty. But I thought hell froze over because we didn't have any penalties in the first half. That's amazing. And the next one everyone questioned, and I did, everyone did, everyone's like, man, can't we just cut this out of here? It's the special team. The special teams was quiet. And you know what? That's how it should be. The only time you should ever hear about our special teams if we block a punt or we have a great return. But that one punt, we had one punt. We only punted once in the second half. 84 yards. He, his last punt was 7 yards. He came out here and he shut us up. Kicked a 64-yard punt. One of the longest punts I have ever seen. And it rolled and kept rolling. Everyone was losing their mind. That's probably the highlight of the game, everybody, was our punt. No, I'm just kidding. But... Connor Cool, we didn't have to kick any field goals out here. We're just scoring touchdowns, and I can deal with that. But 
I know it's extra points. Everyone's like, oh, it's extra points. But he struggled with them early in the year. He was 8 for 8. And honestly, I think every single one went dead center. And that's what you want to see. So I'm excited to see him. He has been better the last two weeks. And I think it's kind of Scott backing with him in the practice. And everyone's like, oh, just cut him. I, I was personally one of them. I'm like, can't we just not kick, just go for two and everything? But he put his trust in the players. They trust him. He said he was looking good the last two weeks. And he has. Everything. Eight extra points right down the middle. That's what we want. Uh, we gave up one kick return for 18 yards, but everything else he pounded in the end zone. So that's what that's what we want our special teams in the segment to be, is 30 seconds, uneventful really, and that's what we want. It was an overall great performance by him. And after the last couple of weeks, if I said a oh, great performance by the special teams, I'd probably be shot in the head for by if I stepped foot back in Nebraska because of that. But they had a great performance. All right, everybody. This is the stretch that everyone's been talking about. Oh, the hardest schedule. One of the hardest schedules in entire college football. And we do. But 9-3. and three. I'm 9-3. and three. We're winning out. The West is wide open. We get past Iowa, Northwestern. We murdered them. There's ours for the taking. Wisconsin doesn't have an offense. They might not have a QB after this last week. They... They don't. This is ours. If we went out here and we beat Iowa, I know we had that one bad game against Illinois, but ever since then, this team has been playing their asses off. I know we had mistakes, obviously, but 3-3 three and three team, it's probably one of the best 3-3 three and three teams you'd see in history. And I'll put my, I'll put my foot down on that one. We're going to win this game. The, the amount of energy that I saw in the Memorial Stadium, I wish I was there. I've been to like 50 games probably in my life. And I have never seen anything like that they did at the beginning of the third quarter. That, or at the beginning of the fourth. It was amazing. It looked so fun. It was so loud. TVs were shaking. All the fans were still there in the fourth quarter because this is what we want to see. We want to show that we believe in this team. It was electric. I saw a video of Heinrich standing on the bench playing the guitar with ACDC. It was fantastic. I wish I was there. But this is 8 o'clock. ABC. Is coming to Memorial, and they're like, "Oh man, why are they coming here? They're three and three because we're gonna kick the crap out of number nine, five and zero Michigan. This is the time that we play them, and we're gonna beat them. They've had our number in the Big Ten, but now this is a different team. This is what we want. This is what we need, and it's gonna happen. This is what we want. Michigan to underplay us. They are, they think they're all five and zero. They beat Wisconsin." 38-7, no offense. Rutgers, close game, 20-13. We're better than Rutgers. We are. We're a better team than football. I will never let someone look me in the eyes and tell Rutgers is a better football team than Nebraska. Northern Illinois, 63-10. They put up 63, but it's Northern Illinois. Uh, Washington, who lost to Montana this year, 31-10 with no offense. Western Michigan, 47-14. So, like, yes, their defense is going to be good right now, but... They didn't play who we played. They didn't play two Heisman candidates, like, uh, candidates, and we made them look bad. They didn't. They haven't faced a real offensive threat yet. And don't be like, it's Wisconsin. You see Wisconsin against the – you see they don't have an offense. They don't. Their defense is still pretty solid, but they don't. So they have not played a good high-powered offense, and I honestly think ours is a very good high-powered offense. They haven't seen a quarterback like Adrian. They We have a new O-line coming in here. They don't even see the option. We got Mr. Montana out for us on the sideline. Save your bet. We have playmakers that they have not seen yet 5-0. and 
And you know Harbaugh doesn't win those big games. you got to ask Michigan fans. They don't win those big games. This is a huge, pivotal game for the program or Scott's program. It could send us up. It could set us down. I know it's not just one game where we'll lose all our momentum, but if we lose, but if we lose but still play like we've been playing, that's building, building to be better. But if we lose and we get blown out, not even close, I don't think it's over. I don't think we're like, oh, my God, it's we're back to being horrible. But I think it'd be, it would kill the momentum for us. So we have a pretty solid or pretty close points per game allowed. They have 12.8. We have 15.5, but we've played two better teams than they have. Way better. Points per game, they score 39.8. We score 32.3. So we're not outranked or out, like, we're not completely gone. It's not like one-sided completely towards Michigan, but everyone's going to think that, but we're not. We're not that much worse. I think we're personally, if we play like we played, we're better than them. But the last thing I have on here for my notes right here is we will win. We will. I know we will. Everyone's calling me crazy. I've said that plenty of times. I said it last year or last couple of years against Ohio State, but that was with our crappy Scott Frost. Not team, not crappy, but like no heart, nothing. This isn't the team. This is what Scott wants, and I feel like he finally realized we got rid of all the players that weren't his. We found that we weeded out the people that didn't want to be here, and we have that lineup. We have them. We got Eric Schnander. He's not on the field anymore, down the field like last year. Just said, oh, he's been up in the booth, seeing the seeing the entire field, and that's what we're saying. That's part of our success. We're finding different things. Coaches are finding different things to do for us, and it's going to work. We're going to win. Uh, let me put a prediction for you. I think it's going to be a defensive game. I don't think Nebraska's offense is going to do what they just did to Northwestern. I think, I honestly think we win 31 to 28. It's down to the wire. It's down to the wire, but I feel like we give up a late touchdown that to kind of let them back, not let them into the game, but we make it interesting. I feel like this is going to be a lot of points scored in the second half, not in the first. I feel like it's going to. It could possibly even come down to a field goal like game. So, but. Memorial Stadium will be jumping, ABC, 8 o'clock. This is going to be crazy. This can be one of the most fun games that we'll have in a while, that we've had in a while. But I think this could start us off very well to 9-3 because I personally think that this team can go 9-3. The way they fight, the way the defense plays, the way the offense plays, if, the, if special teams is, plays unexistent, like you don't really hear them, that will be huge for us. No more penalties. Maybe we... We mixed it in there. Yes, we're going to have penalties, people. We're not going to have a flawless game. We're going to have penalties, but if we keep it to low, not stupid personal foul ones, but like maybe a hold or a false start, I understand that. But no personal fouls, especially when we have big plays going on. I think we win. I think we win out. Uh, but I one thing I will guarantee is we beat Iowa. I know, oh my God, Iowa, number three or number four. We beat Iowa. I'm putting my stamp on that one for sure. And Wisconsin. But... It's going to be a fun week, people, and I really feel like it's back to if we lose a game, it's not like we're sick and tired of close games. Like, oh, we, we can't be like, man, what a good game. What a close game, everyone, like that. Wait, oh, they played so good. I think we're building back to when we lose, it's going to devastate our week. But as of this last game, 56-7, <laughs> we deserve it as Husker fans. We deserve it. It felt great. Like I said, grass is greener, food tastes better. Just an all-around great game. 
great week. I cannot wait to do this every week. Great. I love the podcast. I'm going to keep doing it. Every Monday it should be out. And maybe maybe once we get farther into it, maybe I'll add an episode throughout the week. Maybe more dive more in depth to the team that we're just about to play. But as of this week, we just get one. And as of the end of this week, we're going to be four and three. So everybody, go Big Red.